Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Now I'm only introducing the Tier 3 podcast because they've promised me a big bag of money and the chance to touch Bob Bifford without him noticing. Hello everybody and we are back. And I think this is still February. So, I am Jay and with me, as usual, is the man, the myth, the gravy stain. Our good boy, Beard. Beard, how are you, buddy? I'm not too bad, Jay. How are you keeping? Oh, I'm alright, but I've uh, I've been muddling along, I will say. But, yeah, it hasn't been a great month. It hasn't been a bad month. So, we are going to jump straight into it this month. So, there's a lot to talk about. We wanted to finish our Almanac talk on the... Halflings, because I think I was trying to get into that a little bit last time that we had to edit out. But, yeah, where we talked about how they shafted one of my favourite players, there was a player that looked absolutely amazing, that's come out of the blue. So we will get into that after. But i got a few things i got, I got to talk about first. We have got our YouTube channel. Yep. And I did say on our Facebook page that I was going to do a painting stream. YouTube is playing us up. As in, for some reason, I can't live stream. I've got to be able to put forward when I want to live stream. And it actually denied me the ability to do it last time. So that's going to be something I want to fight for. So I didn't forget. I was fucking fighting YouTube over that. On top of that then, I've reworked our coffee account. We have now got an ability on it. If people want their name in a roll call, on our roster of uh, excellence, they can donate a pound and they will have their names in a call-out for next month onwards. We have our email open for people who want to send in questions, whether they be random or actually for the game. Bia, do you remember what the uh, email address is? I do. It's tier3podcast at outlook.com. As Jay says, that can be for Blood Bowl-related questions. It can be... For the times where we say my choice or Jay's choice, or if you just want to tell us a new tea to try at our next Blood Bowl event, let us know. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd happily lose with anything. We've also got our Facebook that you can reach us on and Twitter. We have been not very active on Twitter lately, but that's coming to a bit of a change now that Blood Bowl 3 is out and i got to just air my grievances half the time on there. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Beard, how's your hobby been, bud? Uh, my hobby's not been too bad. I had a little bit of a stuttering start back in January. And then I finally realised, shit, World Cup tickets are live. So I've bought my ticket. I will see you all there. And I realised I actually need to get some practising with the team. So I've cracked on with painting my team. I am taking Oaks. I want to take something that my brain can handle three days into a tournament. I have managed to finish four blitzers, two linemen, the goblin, and I'm working through the four big uns and the thrower at the moment. Literally as we speak, five minutes before I went live, I finished the green skin on those with the troll still sat on the shelf. And then once they're all done, I'm trying to get those done for an event in two weeks' time, which we'll come on to a little bit later. 
sideline staff and tokens and stuff can wait till after that event. I've had a few tidy ups on my hobby shelves and rearranged a few things. I've had a team and a couple of new star players turn up, so I had to make room for them. But most importantly out of all this, since we last recorded, I've had one of the most eagerly anticipated Kickstarters, certainly since I've been back in them, arrive. I had my Charlie Victor case turn up. Oh, this case sleeps in the bed between me and Joe. This case sits next to me while I work from home. This case even goes in the bathroom with me while I take a shit. I haven't laid out my sight yet, and I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Oh, this fucking case. But but it's the dog's bollocks, Jay. Yeah, it's also the mother of your children and the shit thunderbolts and that. (laughs) All I've heard about is this fucking case. Oh, fucking hell. It's fucking square like a base. Anyway, I know, I, I joke. I joke. It's looking pretty good, but from what you've shown me, it's a good quality. And I hope it does you justice. I'm going to be repping proud with my Doc miniatures, but because that's equally as amazing, I will say. Oh, it is. The, the, the Doc miniature one is very good quality, and I think he was on it before uh, Duncan looked at doing one. What I will say is from the Kickstarter and from Duncan, there may be limited stock of these cases go on his store so just keep an eye out no need once he's finished fulfillment there might be some available obviously i know you might not need to well listeners might want to have a look charlie vicks has got a very good name in the blood bowl community he does but doc miniatures now that's the case i i'm repping doc miniatures and i will say we actually met him at the welsh uh champs and he's an absolutely brilliant bloke as well hell of a guy oh he is is the, the, the Doc Minich cases, you can tell it's a guy who was frustrated with the cases that were out there at the time. And he talked us through his design process, why you made them the way you made them, all the way down to the smaller cases. And, you know... Yeah, yeah. While Duncan specialised in a lot of other Blood Bowl paraphernalia, Doc Miniature looked at a specific problem and fixed it. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Doc Miniature. No, I will say I absolutely love that case. And I know we reviewed it a couple of weeks ago. Well, a couple of months ago, really, for us. But it's phenomenal. And the fact that you can put a bit of pressure on that and it still holds everything really fucking well. I absolutely love it. I There's no words to describe how good that is. But Charlie Victor has come in a strong second with the case, I will say. I think if... If I was more into like the dungeon ball stuff and I wanted to carry around a shitload of pitches, I probably would have picked it up. But uh, no, I'm happy with my backpack with my dog miniatures. But that's just that's good enough for me. But like you said, Charlie Victor, amazing case, and also keep an eye out for extra boxes on there. Then enough. So absolutely, what I will say. I've made a few uh, Charlie Victor purchases myself. I've picked up the uh, metal bases, and I picked up a few. Uh, I picked up a few uh, skill rings as well to go on my special skill ring uh, stand as well, given to me by Doc Ten, with hate as he's written on it. So, I will say absolutely amazing, and those metal bases are fucking gorgeous as well. So. 
you can color code them to all your different uh, positions as well so i picked up a few different colors for different positionals and on the bottom they got markers for when the player is prone or stunned so you can have it facing you and the right way so in case you can't tell when a mortal is stunned or prone which i think is really good and absolutely top banging quality but other than that i will say i've had a little bit of a a mojo loss this month because i mental health hasn't been great i've had to take some time with dealing with problems with my anxiety which if i don't talk about it it's going to stress me up more that's why i'm very open on this podcast to talk about mental health when people uh, want to talk about it so i've had to do that i picked up the massive dragons orc team myself and i've been back and forth with i haven't touched it in the last two two weeks because i just lost my my painting mojo on that one but i gotta get back on the board with that one i've made a few purchases for a second aos army shall we say well actually the second one this year if i can get them both done that would be my third aos army that i've got sorted so i got that in the pipeline and i'm excited to get projects done and all lined up and i know this is uh off topic because it's not blood bowl but we are starting our aos contest of champions soon as well so that'll be something different to break up the monotony as well but one thing I have done, but I have found a new channel called No Rolls Bar, which is a British board games channel. And I will talk about it here because I have found a new addiction, which is Blood on the Clock Tower. It's an absolutely amazing board game slash online game that you can play, full of social reads and mistrust. If you've, uh, if you've viewed about it, you know how addicted it is i've been trying to explain it to you the last was it a couple of a couple of minutes well nearly an hour before uh, we went live but uh i'm slowly trying to get back to where i was before but you know softly softly catch a monkey that but that's the best i can do i'm still going to kaideed cup i'm going to take my black oaks because they're done and i'm not under pressure to do anything Though I will say, I may take my Norse because I can get frustrated and bloody throw them in the river. But, yeah, generally slumming it this month with hardly anything done and blubbing on the computer. PlayStation 5 has been my best friend this week. So, yeah. Well, there is a big hobby thing we're going to be talking about later on to do with PlayStations and consoles. But we'll come on to that later on and our thoughts. I have played that. But I've also been playing a few games. If anybody's interested, they've been Crusader Kings 3, which has been amazing, taking over the UK as a Welsh king who's cutthroat as anything. Late on the board for Plague's Tale, because I've been playing the first one, which is an amazing uh, puzzle strategy game. And I was the dickhead that ordered Hogwarts Legacy as well. So I picked that up as a bit of a laugh, thinking, oh, this... This might be a load of shit, but it's really good as well. Lost a lot of time flying around and doing shit on there as well. So that's my recommendations for this month. If people listen to this and wonder what games or type of games we play, any old random shit. 
So that's me done. That's hobby. Any more on a hobby thing for you? Not massively. Just you know, plodding on and health hasn't been great, so a lot of nights have been sacked off not long after I finished work, so when I can hobby it's been I need to get this team done more than anything. But I do have a half an eye on the Age of Sigmar army for uh, for that coming up, so I am trying to plan time for that when I can. Wicked. Yeah, we've got a few things to line up first, but yeah, that's going to be a wicked. That's going to hopefully get a few people back into one of our clubs as well. Before we carry on now, I think it's time that we give a shout out to Firestorm Games for being an affiliate partner with us. There's a link down below. If you need to order any paint, models, cards, uh, scenery, anything for your Dungeons & Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic or Final Fantasy VII card games, Firestorm has it all. They've got an amazing array of hobby equipment and you know accessories. So if you need to stock up, head to our description below where we will have a link to Firestorm Games. And through that, if you make a purchase, we get a kickback from them as well. So that's going to be helpful. We've also confirmed a date for Coop and Drive 2, which is 15th of July in the beard. It is indeed. The rules pack for that will be up within a week of us recording this. I'm just making the final tweaks because I wrote it in my half-drug adult state at 3am and, you know, it makes zero sense at the minute, so... Best things are always written at 3am. They are, but this makes several references to gravy, something about a war of the roses, something else about gravy, and then... I think at that point my face just hit my keyboard, so I need to redraft it, but it will be up within a week. It'll be on an approved it'll be on Talk Fantasy Football, and you'll be able to start buying your tickets. I retract my former statement, not that everything is good at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right, we, good good listeners, were part of Iron Apple for, was it an hour and a half? Where we talked everything from Blood Bowl to this stupid fucker's gravy addiction. So, if you were interested in listening to that conversation, head over to the Iron Apple, you'll find them on all podcast providers and i think we are probably the last but one episode we're like 6.5 so yeah it'd be interesting also uh gaming two minutes this pair of us took part in that which was quite interesting where we put pay them to shame rumor has it that their record for gaming two minutes first off changed hands at least once I won't spoil that for whom, but apparently, between the two of us, we set a record. So, go over, check that out, see how quick me and Jay can tell you about an entire game. Tell us if it's entertaining. For the original OG game in two minutes, go check out I Have Nuffle. Uh, We pissed in their eye on that one, but there was no way they would have beat us. We were fucking phenomenal. Right, so have you got your information up, my boy? I have indeed. I am on my NAF page now, so I can tell you how I got on at the Welsh Championships. Go for it. This was talking to Firestorm at Firestorm in Cardiff, and this was the Welsh Nationals, as we said. 
I decided to go with lizard men because I've not taken them to an event yet and they were finished. Breaking one of my usual ideals of get a team done for each event I go to. But then I'd not taken them before, so does that really count? I went with Guard Crocs, Six Saurus, Five Block, One Mighty Blow, Two Chameleon Skinks, One with On the Ball, and th- I want to say three regular Skinks and three rerolls. And a partridge in a pear tree. Although, if you've seen the new Amazon team, they've shot it down with a bow and arrow out of the tree and they're now wearing it as a headdress. I drew Purple Goo, round one. Very, very good English coach. Very well respected in the Blood Bowl tournament scene. And I lost 1-0, which against a name like Purple Goo, I was quite happy with. I'm familiar with him for the online gaming scene. Heard the name a few times before. I uh, was quite happy with only losing 1-0. Coach that calibre, especially considering I would not played a proper game of Lizardman. Game 2, I came up against our mate Pento, who you may remember from one of our very earliest episodes. Ran BBBB, BBBBB, BBBB Q-Bowl in Cardiff. I drew one all. Isn't that the one where I... Isn't, isn't BBBB, BBBB where I won Best Painted? It is where you won Best Painted. It's also where I have horrific nightmares of your Black Orcs and... And the column of fire, fire belly. <laughs> yeah. Deleting seven of my 11 players. So, yeah. The last amazing game I've ever played that was, but fair play. But it's that good a game, we still talk about it two years later. Yep. Yep. I drew one all against Pento in a mirror match. Again, I was happy with that. We had a good game, we had a good laugh. By which point you had already coined a new phrase from the Welsh Championships, which I'm sure you will come on to. I then drew game three, El Spunio and his Orcs. And in that game, I lost 2-1. However, I did come very close at one point to scoring a second. Had it not been for me failing a dodge, I could have got over the line. It could have been 2-all, but wasn't. I did do some suicidal defending, where at one stage I think I rolled 15 dice just to get a one-dice block. It did stop him scoring for a turn until he scored the next turn, so it didn't last long. But it showed how suicidal I was prepared to play my... uh, my skinks. After all, it's not a league game. They're going to regen. Game four, which this game is the one that I reviewed as my game in two minutes, was against Biggs Hancock, who'd flown over from Germany for the Welsh Championships. He brought ogres. You are going to shudder when I say he brought cute moles. They were well painted. I did like them. I think the first cute moles game I've played in person, and I genuinely didn't mind them. In one turn, was he the guy I shouted at for having cuticles on square bases? Uh, yes. Yeah, because I call him a dinosaur. Hi! <laughs> if he's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great game. I've pl- I've taken Ogres recently, as you all know, from Tash Bash. Gracious enough to let me know exactly what was going on and when, because by the end of the day, uh, or start of the next day, depending on how the first day has been, I can struggle a bit. Managed to win 2-1. One turn, I managed to surf and kill not only one ogre, but two more snotlings in his suicidal defending phase. Won that one 2-1. I then played 20 Phoenix. It seems me and he share a first name, and we are destined to meet regularly on the Blood Bowl pitch. I think that was our third or fourth competitive game now at tournaments. It's probably 
the opponent I've played most at tournaments other than you. Well, I think you've played him more than me. I think I might have done at this point. Yeah. I managed a one-all draw against his old world alliance. Again, with this one, I failed a dodge, which I could have won 2-1, but then there were things that he failed as well where he, it could have been 2-1 for him. And it was a really fair game of dice. Early on, he lost his three man and two human linemen, and then didn't lose anything after that. But as far as dice go in a game, it was probably about as fair as I could have asked for. So to manage to draw that one one all, I was really happy with. And then I played a friend of ours who you think has probably the best NAF name going, Bubble Fuzz. I love Bubble Fuzz. You, you can't say without smiling. I couldn't play this game without smiling either because we had, we had a great game. I struggled through day two with a migraine to a point where I was unwell more than once. But it was day two, it was home tournament. I was not missing it. This one went down to the wire. We were still playing when they shouted two minutes left. And I just about managed to squeak over the line in the last couple of plays with some seriously strange and odd choices. But I had to try to get the win. And I managed to win 2-1. So I went 2-2-2 two, two and two at the Welsh Championships. Seven touchdowns scored. Seven touchdowns conceded. Which I was really happy with. Considering the calibre of some of the players I played. calibre of all the players I played. I had a good laugh all weekend. People broke with misery guts by here when he had a migraine. So thank you all for that. But yeah, it was it was a good weekend for me. I was happy with 2-2-2. Two, two and two. Could have been worse. I do still have a certain mascot chant ringing in my ears a few weeks later. You'd say that as if you didn't join in. Oh, I joined in every single time. The only thing is now, at three o'clock in the morning, when my missus hears me shouting it in my sleep, she wonders, what the hell's happening, and do I need to see a therapist? Yes. Short answer. Well, we know that anyway. But coming on to your weekend, how did you get on at the Welsh Championships, Jay? I think what we need to do, but is explain the the rules for the Welsh Champs. Because we, ha- we had the builder team, and if, if I remember rightly, we had six skills. And in this pack, what we had was a free mascot re-roll. And as we all know, mascots and they're never a guaranteed reroll. So you you they're just a bit of fun on the side. It's nothing game breaking having one for free. It was absolutely cracking choice, I will say. Yep. And I will say to the boys who was running it, they did an amazing day. Absolutely phenomenal. Shep was fucking on top form the whole time. Our mascot that we were given by the organisers was a sheep dressed as a dragon. I believe it was from How to Train Your Dragon. And he became less of a mascot re-roll, which turned into a basic sheepy re-roll. And for some reason, I felt just saying, I'm going to use my mascot re-roll or I'm going to just use the sheep re-roll just wasn't enough. So I was making people announce it really loud, which was a bit of fun that we were having on the bottom tables because there was a lot of people they were looking a little bit fed up by game three it gave them a little bit of a show that people were still having fun around them so that was good 
and it was always good to hear and especially when you're walking walking around and you can hear somebody else shout the sheep you'd re-roll as well I believe there was somebody at the event as well that didn't quite like the sheepy re-roll chant that uh, went up I can't I don't know whether he was at the 40k event or whether he was at the Blood Bowl event but when he went oh, oh it was you you guys started it was it yeah because we were having fun because we haven't got a fucking board stuck up at our soul so we'd like stiff and only want to be on the top tables or on the bottom tables I I declared myself a one spoon warrior we could have fun even to the point of I think I lost my mind I made myself a one spoon friend you did which I ended up giving away to a listener and if he's listening I hope he's enjoying it but yeah sheepy re-roll I think that was good because I think a few people came up to me afterwards and said it kept them wanting to come back the second day or it kept them remembering enjoying the day so sheepy re-roll won the day for me I was absolutely amazing but I think everybody wants to hear how badly I done. Basically, bottom of the table, I think it was only Dragon Moosey that beat me as the one spoon champ because I won one game, but I was fucking disastrous for the whole tournament. I took Cone for lack of better judgment. I thought I would be clever taking four block and I remember I had a dog with a shuahan and a dog with mighty or no with claws and i think i might have put claws on another player wait did we have six or seven rules i can't remember i've taken corn to a few of them now but it was basic bog standard bitch corn team and the dice are forever against me i will say because i don't know whether i just make shit shit uh, rolls or whether my decisions are probably too late to actually do anything decent so game one Genghis Kong Wood Elves he actually scored a touchdown unfortunately for me Genghis scored four <laughs> I thought that was going well then when you said you managed to score a touchdown we're always on to a winner when you start yep he scored four and that was to the point of I think I took out five of his players he still managed to score, and my one touchdown, he, he was a little bit, I can't believe you won't elf the bloody elf team, because I managed to dodge into a tackle zone, pick up the ball, dodge out, run, pass, run, hand off, pass, go over the line. It was like it was like having dark elves. I was just all over the shop, and somehow it managed to work. Granted, I used my last re-roll to do it, and a sheepy re-roll. Are you sure you shouldn't be playing elves? Oh, wait. We know what happened at Midwinter Madness last year. We won't go down that route. Which was a year on the day of the Welsh Champs. The disastrous yep. eight fail, two plus dodges. So I think that was my only bit of condolence for that. Was that just one game where I managed to do that with, with Corn? So, you know, I was like, eh, fucking... Corner never gonna bloody out dodge a bloody dodge team, so I don't think I done too bad. And as you say about Willis, I have a forever opponent, which is always gonna be CT. CT always manages to beat my ass when we meet at uh, tournaments, but he's always a pleasure to play against. Took his Orcs and beat me one 0 So didn't do too bad. Normally he beats me at 
minimum 3-0. So I felt, I felt pretty good about that one. And then to top the day off, I met a new friend of ours, Demenzia, who informed me he has not played Blood Bowl in seven years. And he picked up the Necromantic team a week before and painted it. And was still learning the new rules. Beat me 3-0. So I felt really good at this stage. Where I was getting my ass whipped by people that had not played in years. But... No, Jay, don't, don't think of it that way. Think of it as, this is a returning player. You're helping them enjoy getting back into this game. Oh, we did. Especially, he saw the fun of Sheepy reroll as well. So he was very loudly announcing it. And he'd done it for the whole tournament and the day after as well. So I was happy about that. Yeah, he tore me a new arsehole. But it was a fun game. I can't say that I was not smiling by the end of that, that game. It was first day. I may have been losing, but I was enjoying myself. And I think a lot of people, you know, noticed that we were still having fun, even though we were rocking the bottom tables. And enjoyed, decided to join in and have a laugh themselves. Day two, I played Mega Bog, which I believe was his first tournament. Took Snotlands. I managed to eke out a win. 1-0 on that one. You know how much I hate Snotlands. Oh, oh, oh. That was me falling off my chair. You winning a tournament game. I know, I know, I know, I know. Are you feeling all right? Like, you don't play for the win. Shut up. It was Snotlands. It was strength three against strength one. Or strength four against strength one. And do you, it's not even like I won by pitch clearing or anything like that. Or I didn't, I, I won by like knocking out a lot of people. I didn't. He still had a full fucking squad. I just managed to fucking dodge at the right time. It was just they they have snotlings that are pain in the ass because they're like little green fucking rubber balls that just fucking go where they want. That's exactly what happened. It was just that time it worked in my favour. Jay. Yep. Just a quick one, mate. There's plushy of a snotling I'm holding. Do you want to point on it where the snotling touched you? Fucking everywhere. And <laughs> didn't even wash his hands first, right? So, 1-0. Game 5. Played our boy Shane from Tash Bash. He too brought Snotlins. But, luck ran out at this point. I, I Luck came up for one game, went back down. 2-1 two, two was my uh, final score in that game. Which took me to Rockfist. It was a mirror match. Cone on cone violence. And as you've pointed out plenty of times. When it comes to mirror matches. It's whoever has the dodgiest dice. Loses first. Which was me who had most of my team. Taken by turn 8. Which means I didn't really have much of a team for the second half. I lost 3-0. And I was down at the bottom of the board. So... Yeah, great. It was a good tournament. I had a good day. And if that's how the Welsh Championship is going to be every year, I'm glad it's going to be the pinnacle of the series. So well done, boys. It was amazing. And well done to everybody that turned up. It was an absolutely fantastic weekend. So after this, now, boys and girls, we are going to be going into the main topic, which is halfling star players. So we'll see you after the ads. Hello my friends, my name is Dan Kirby. I have a very easy to follow and very chilled out painted channel on YouTube. 
where I paint miniatures of all different shapes and sizes. I paint miniatures from all different types of board games, and by using simple tips, tricks and techniques, it couldn't be easier to follow along. If you enjoy a relaxed painting atmosphere, then please check it out. And we're back guys, and what we're going to do now is exactly the same as what we did last month. We're going to crack open our almanac, and we're going to have a look at three new star players. Well, I say three, it's going to be four today, because one comes as a pair. So, Beard, what's your general consensus on these star players? We're going to call them the, the stunty uh, the stunties, I don't mind them. It's nice to see a return of a halfling favourite. It's nice to see uh, the, should we say, the non-goblin side of things getting their own bom cheap bombardier. And it's nice to see lizard men get a bit of love with a couple, well, say, a star player. Like you say, it's a buy one, get one free star player, uh, or buy two, pay two star player. I don't mind them. I I certainly think one out of the three is much more powerful and going to be seen much more often than the others. But that remains to be seen as they've not been out long. What are your thoughts before we actually deep dive into them? There's going to be some that I think is just awful. There's two that are actually pretty good. And I can foresee by the next FAQ, there's going to be price hike on one of these stars as well. That's what I'm, I'm going to be guessing. Because it's just a little bit too good for the price in. Without further ado then, shall we start? And we're going to start on Dribble and Drool, the Lizardman duo. Before we get into it, Beard, what's your view on star players that's got to be taken as a pair? Star players as a pair, I don't mind if it makes sense for them to come as a pair. Um, I know we've got Grack and Crumblebury. I know we've got Swift Twins. We now have Dribble and Drool. I think the idea is fine. It's just the majority of teams that would take these pairs. They're already a bit expensive. So Dribble and Drool are generally intended for things like Lizard Men. Swift Twins are for Elves. Grack and Crumblebury are going to be on most you know mostly for Imperial teams. I feel like you're already talk you're already having to lose quite a bit to fit them in. So I don't think they'd be used as much as intended. So you don't mind them then? Is that, is that the long-winded way you say? Yeah, don't I mind. don't mind them. I think the intention's there, but they're just over-costed for the teams they go into. Whether they're over-costed for the skills they have is a different matter. They're over-costed for the teams they're intended, so they won't be taken as often. Oh, yeah. i got to be honest. Since the new edition... Well, it's not a new edition now, is it? It's current edition. I don't think I've actually seen the pairs appear... On a pitch, mostly because, like you said, those type of players get costed out. And then I feel I feel a little bit bad saying this, but I I really dislike being forced to take in a dynamic duo pairing because yeah, okay, you might want it to try one, but it's the it's the fact that you you've got the you've got to take these two, and they must take up both star player slots. And you're just like fuck, you know, it's just I I want to try them, but I'm not that itching to try them more than taking something I know is going to be good for the same price because like we've spoken off mic, Dribble and Drool are 190,000 and say you, you were to take these for for say Amazons or something like that they don't do enough to warrant spending 190 I would rather go, well I'm going to get Boa I'm going to get that Estelle like goddamn Boa is like 
10,000 more, but it's more justifiable putting it on in. But that's neither here nor there about that. That's just me going off as a tangent. So I'll start us off then. Dribble and draw, but movement 8, strength 2, agility 3+, plus, passing 4+, plus, armor value 8+. Plus. You need to buy the pay of them at 190,000, like I've already said. Dribble's skills and traits are dirty player plus 1, dodge, loner 4+, plus, side snap, sneaky get, and stunty. Drool uh, is dodge, loner 4+, plus, side step, uh, stab and stunty. So one is going to be your stabbing attacker, the other one's going to be kicking them while they're down. And then they have the same special rule, which is it must be hired as a player and count as two star players. Additionally, whenever Dribble and Drool perform either a stab or foul action against an opposing player marked by Dribble or Drool, they may apply plus one modifiers to the... Um, that's marked by both. Dribble and drool. Uh, did I, uh, no, I said stab or foul, and I said mark yeah, by... marked by dribble or drool, you said. Marked by dribble and drool, so... Uh, sorry, dribble and drool, you would stab or foul, but it's got to be the pay of them. So, really, you, you're taking them as a as a hitting, a hitting pay, which, to be honest, how many times do you really want to be sticking your two foulers together? You tend to spread fouling players out, don't you? Yeah, most star players bring enough to a team that you would protect your star player with this for you to make the most out of both of them to justify taking both you need to mark an opposition player with both of them and that's all right if one's marking and they're both unmarked by anybody else that's strength three but i i just think you know the chance of your position getting a blitz or a block against them i just think it's not great yeah i i like the idea that you're meant to double team with them but i just think if you were meant to double team with them why haven't one of them got guard and then it wouldn't matter if you're running into a opponent with a friend. You know, you're able to take out who you need. And that's, like I said, it's 190. It's not doing the job that you need to do. Because, like you said, you need the pay of them to go together to get the plus one. And then you need to be able to hit that player with, well, preferred two dice. You can get away with a one when you're, when you're uh, just gambling. But they are strength two, so you're going to be quickly outmatched if you're outrunning your team, really, I know. So can't really see the pay of them being taken. I might be wrong, but I I don't know. They seem like star players for a fun game, not star players for a, a league decider, something you would take to a tournament. I completely agree with that. I think it's one of those where, unless you're going to a tournament that has a special funky rule where every team gets to bring one of the doubled up bunches of stars, I can't see for 190k somebody... Because bear in mind, you've got to fill out your roster of 11. On a Lizardman or Amazon team, most events somewhere between 1.05 and 1.2 million on an 11-man team you are not going to have 190k left over for two players oh no 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 you know i and if you do certainly so with a lizard man team or an amazon team i think by the time you've taken two possibly three re-rolls you're not gonna have that 190k left over would you get more bang for your buck out of a wizard would you get more bang for your buck out of player and a bribe, maybe? With these, like you say, with one of them going to be a fouler, you're going to want to have... I mean, don't get me wrong, it's nice that the stab doesn't have secret weapon, but with one of them being a dedicated fouler, you're going to want to take a bribe. That's 290k just for across two stars. I don't know, see. I, I just don't like them. 
Like, it's not even a case of they they just shit lizards. It's a case of, like, other players, like, other twins, like the Swift twins, they got a special rule where if one of them gets taken out, their loan of 4+, plus goes down to loan of 2+. plus. So if you're running the two of them and you're risking one of them getting taken out, there is a bonus to it. Yeah. And it's a workable bonus. This one, if you were running up to someone to stab them, say, you're not going to be able to foul with that player because you've had to run him up to support the stabbing player. And if you're standing by someone to foul and stab the next turn, they can easily just go, okay, I'll move two players in and there's no there's no way you're going to fucking outstrength me there. Exactly. I also think as well, Lizardman team, if we're looking at it from that perspective, your ball runners are typically skinks. This pairing flips that on its head of you want them involved in hitting things, you want them involved in fouling things, which means you're going to be possibly... I mean, skinks are the cheaper players. Do you know what I mean? So, like, what are you sacrificing to get in the team? And, like you say, if one of them goes off, it's still loan of 4+. I just don't think they're worth it, personally. It's a nice thing, but I I can't ever see them being taken. No, no. They're just not worth it. Enough about the shit twins. We're going to talk about... We're talking about a halfling. Which one do you want want to talk about first? The pint-sized professional or the culinary queen, Matt? I reckon we go through the returning hero first. And then we talk about, quite possibly, one of the most undercosted star players going. So, Puggy plays a Blood Bowl 2 and players of the old CRP before GW started back in Blood Bowl again will remember Puggy Bacon Breath. He is movement 5. Strength 3, Chubby Fling, Agility 3+, Passing 4+, Armor 7+. He's got Block, Dodge, Loner 3+, Nerves of Steel, Right Stuff, and Stunty. Halfling Thimble Cup Oral World Classic he will play for. And he's got Halfling Luck, so once per game, Puggy can roll one dice that was rolled as part of a single dice, or as part of a multiple dice roll, or as part of a dice pool. And that can't be Armor Injury or Kaz, so... Is there anything this super fling can't do? He can go pick up the ball. He can hand, He can pass it over with nerves of steel. He can be thrown at strength three. But that's the thing. Nerves of steel is amazing. Some say he's too uh, heft. He's too hefty. He's put together. I just say, I say he's fucking fantastic. I know what you mean. Surround, surround him, and he he can get the ball to where he needs it to go. Yeah. If he's got the ball, you've got to take him down. Exactly. That and because because a block and dodge. You're needing six ups to do that. Oh yeah, it's not going to be the easiest thing. To it's do not. That, I but, I did uh, miss that he costs you a cool hundred twenty thousand gold pieces, which, in a league game for flings, I would say that that it, he's worth hundred twenty thousand gold pieces. Oh, he's worth more than that. But nerves of steel. This player may ignore any modifiers for being marked when they attempt to perform a pass action, attempt to catch the ball, or attempt to interfere with a pass. So this guy. It's not just going to be passing in a crowd. He can try and catch the ball, or he can be a cunt when he wants to interfere. So basically, he doesn't care who's around him. No, he's a strength three halfling. Of course he it's, doesn't. It's care. almost like he's seen that ball as a sandwich and he's going for it no matter how many people are around him. Aye, but what are you going to remember? He's strength three throwable halfling as well. He's absolutely amazing. And agility three plus, you know, on the right day, he's going to be landing and he's going to be ploughing through people. He's, he is, he's just the fuck, fucking one-man bombing machine, isn't he? He's just... Exactly. What do you think about the halfling luck? It's a poor man's griff, in that sense, as it's just once a game. But I still think it's completely useful, because, yes, he's got block and dodge. So, you could re-roll the block. 
dodge, you've got an inbuilt reroll for stunty, gives you your stunty, stunty stuff. Um, you could use it for picking up the ball, catching the ball, passing a ball, his landing. You know, I, I think for me, that halfling look because it's you don't have to, it's not like a it's basically a reroll that you can use without using the loaner four plus. Mm. You don't, you don't have to roll loaner on it, so I would be saving that for a one turn attempt. Personally. Yeah. The other thing is, Halfling deck, isn't it a cheaper version of Ripper's special rule as well? It is. Ripper has exactly the same thing. He has once per half at 250, but at 120, which is more than a 50% discount really, you get the once per game rule. I think I prefer that special rule once per game on 120,000 gold player deck yeah. rather than sticking that rule on a big guy which is supposed to be a thinking man's troll who as I pointed out last time is fucking got a worse loaner role than a fucking train troll so I don't understand why you wouldn't take a train troll rather than this motherfucker but let's not go on the tangent again so like you said he's a blodger and he's and he also a cheaper he's a three plus loaner yeah. a fucking halfling is pissing in a fucking troll's eye see Taking into account the next star player we're coming on to, I can see fling players taking Puggy and Cindy instead of Griff. Oh, fucking course you would. You'd be rude not to. Or you've gone gone through your league game. It's coming up to your finals. Somehow that 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 halfling team that's been battered is going right. We're gonna throw it all in on the last game. Gives you all the, all the cheapest players, and he's got enough money then for Griff and fucking Puggy. I would shit bricks having the two of them yep. fight. But didn't they do a model release of Puggy? I think he's coming in a dual pack with him and Cindy. I believe he is. And I will say, I like the model. It's it's not a fucking Bryce. It's a good looking uh, model. Should we come on to the star player that we've all been waiting for? Nobody's been waiting for, but everyone was very excited when they read the rules, you mean? That's the one. Yeah, Cindy Pie Whistle, right? Absolute... Fucking amazing model. And I will say, I fully like this model compared to Puggy. Like, Puggy's like a 90%, this is a 100%. But, I get ahead of myself. Movement 5, strength 2. Usual halfling uh, strength. Agility 3+, plus, passing 3+. plus. Armor value, 7+. plus. All seems above board at this moment. Skills, she's an accurate bombardier. She's got dodge, loaner 4+. plus. Secret weapon and stunty. She's not got. She's not got right stuff, so you can't throw her into a bad position. But accurate and bombardier. That's a nice little touch. She plays for the halfling thimble cap or the old world classic. So it's the same as Griff and Peggy and everyone else. So if you want him on your old uh, old world alliance, humans, halflings, Norse, you name it, it's there. And then she's got a special rule: all you can eat. Once per game, Cindy may perform two throw-bomb special actions rather than one, though she must commit to doing so before making the first action. If she does, immediately after performing the second throw-bomb special action, roll a d6. On a 1-3, to three, Cindy is immediately sent off. All that for the special price of 50,000 gold pieces. See, you compare it on a like-for-like basis with Bomber. Bomber is the same price. Hang on a minute. Go on then. So, I'm, so Cindy is movement 5. What's... Bomber 6. Cindy is strength 2. Strength 2. Agility 3+. Plus. 3+. Plus. 
Pass in three plus. Three plus. Armor value seven plus. Eight plus. And that's generally in line with the two squads or winner. Yes. So when you when you think about it though, bomber can choose for the bomb to detonate if they've caught the ball. Cindy gets a chance to lob a second bomb the same turn. Bomber, how many times has Bomber fumbled, blown himself up and died? Or been hit before it can do anything? Oh, plenty of times. Exactly. With Cindy, if your opponent sets up Cindy opposite you, you have to think, possibly even as early as turn one, two bombs are coming my way. You have to be really careful how you set things out so you set things wider apart. Oh, yeah. Giving the opportunity for... You don't want two bombs being thrown and you're like, shit, that's half my team down. But then it's so much easier to like fucking wind through the team. Like, you know, it's, oh, it's amazing. So comparing again now to Bomber, what's his skills again? He's got, has he got Accurate and so Bombardier as well? He's got Accurate, Bombardier, yep. Dodge, yep. Loner 4 Plus, yep. Secret Weapon, yep. Stunty, yep. and the only extra one is right stuff so he can be thrown. Right, okay. But he's 80,000, isn't he? No, he's 50,000, same price. He's 50. Oh, right, okay. Oh, what am I getting mixed up with? You're, you're thinking fungus. Well, I would still say I think Bomber Dribble Snot is going to win on a like to like basis. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. See, I don't know whether I prefer the two bombs or the one that detonates even if some fucker catches it. See, look at it this way everybody with Halfling Thimble Cup or All World Classic now has a direct response for bomber oh yeah look you have a guy that can lob bombs so do i you know you you now have the same option as your opponent just slightly different special rule yeah i wouldn't worry too much about the movement because you're going to want somewhere in the middle of the field they're both really good i like bombers are so fun as well i like her i think she's really good we're probably going to see her a lot more than Puggy, I reckon, because I think it's cheaper to get the the bribe and Cindy to keep to keep her fucking about. If you roll a, th- a one to three, she gets immediately sent off. Yeah. Yep. Could you use a bribe at that instance to keep her on? Well, yeah, because it's a sending off. You can, you know, it doesn't say no bribe can be used against this. So you could use a bribe, keep her on, and then still bomb the shit out of people for a half. Yeah. That's really fucking useful, mind, isn't it? Yeah, I think I would pick her over Puggy just just for the sheer fucking chaos it can cause. Yeah. What about you? I agree. I, I think Puggy is there for scoring. Cindy is there for the war of attrition. It depends which route you want to go down as a as a halfling or possibly human, old world alliance, nobility player. I, I think that, like I say, she's, she just offers you... Your opponent going, ha ha, I brought Bomber. Well, ha ha, I brought Cindy. Fuck you. Mm. It's it's the same thing, but for, for the other side. Barring the special rule. For, for the for the movement and the armour value and them costing the same, I won't bat an eyelid at that, to be honest. No. Well, I think that covers the star players for this episode. Covered everything, but like you said, so I think we, we can end the episode here. Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Are you looking for a new pair of boots for your Blood Bowl game? Well, why not try a new Orchidas Tier 3s? Every size from Snotling to Ogre, and the guarantee is Stump, and the elf is gone. Oh, we all hate war dancers, don't we? Right, guys, we're back for a little extra bit on the side, which is going to be us talking about our first grasps at Blood Bowl 3. Pay of us had the Brutal Edition pre-ordered, and we were able to access the game 
on Monday and we just want to share our opinions really of what's happening. I've already at this point put a post up where I've told Cyanide they need to apologise. So I think that could be an indicator where my opinions lie. Beard, why don't you start us off buddy? Why don't you explain to people how you feel about Blood Bowl 3 as it is now? As it is now, I think it's a fucking rip-off and I think it's a fucking shambles. That is me, pardon the expression, being brutally honest. I think it's they, they've concentrated more on the microtransactions and gameplay. I think the fact that stars don't have special rules, despite them supposedly following GW's instructions on the game, I think it's an absolute shambles. The message announcement on Discord, which if you know the message, you'll know what I'm talking about, where they talk about compensation for people who had brutal edition compared to standard and so on it's a start i don't think it's going to be the be all and end all or should i say i don't think it's the be all and end all for the players cyanide might see that differently um i think there needs to be more to it than that gameplay at the minute you can play online there's a matchmaking system there's a ranking system but you can't see the ranking system you can't create leagues online there's no online ladder it's just friendly games so for a game that is meant to be about playing other people and playing tournaments and playing leagues where that functionality doesn't work we'll take aside the fact there's teams missing because that's how they did blood ball one and two this low release teams the fact that many not just one or two many of the game's core functionalities don't work is abysmal you can't pause an online game without there being problems the number of disconnections is unbelievable um, you can't reconnect to a game that you've disconnected from. Even that basic functionality isn't there. They reckon it's going to be September time before basic things like that are going to be ready and before the first sort of CCL or ladder or whatever you want to call it officially is there. It's effect. We've effectively paid 50 quid for their what they call Brutal Edition, what I refer to as shitty beta edition because it's still a beta. They've admitted as much that they are still testing it from player data for a game that is two years late where they could and people will chastise me for saying this for 50 quid for a new game at this stage if they had just reskinned the game put the new rules in the new stars in and we've had a couple of cosmetic updates i think people would have been much happier than the game it is now if you just said to them beforehand reskin blood bowl 2 and pay 50 quid probably not but football manager gets away with that every year as do countless other sports games but I, I don't think that this is 50 quid. I, as somebody put it in a review somewhere on Steam, a negative review would have been coming for this had it been a free game. But this is this is dire at the moment. That's not to say it won't improve. Their roadmap does show improvements. They've admitted there are errors. They've admitted there's a lot of things that need to change. Completely get that. But those things should have been there at launch. It shouldn't be a, it's six months, it's nine months down the line job. It, it just shouldn't be that. There's a lot more I could say, and we're pretty free-reigning with profanities on here. Um, I think the way that I would want to describe it, even the loosest of companies that allow us to swear as much as we want, would probably uh, remove us if I said how bad I think the game actually is. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's fucking worse than wet dog shit, but at the moment. Like, I will say I waited until an hour after the game dropped to start trying it because I knew so many people would try it that the servers would probably be an error and I didn't even have to worry about that. 
I booted it up and it didn't for 20 minutes have the ability to hold a menu screen. There was options missing. Up until the fourth day, I was still having trouble. And granted, by the fourth day, we've had two servers down so they can do stability problems. I was having trouble playing campaign matches. And I don't know why, but it's like you said, it's some of it, some of it is a reskin, I think, right? Some of it is. And the commentary is just exactly the same. All they've done is just taken it from Blood Bowl 2 to Blood Bowl 3. It's the same old shitty gags. Yeah. On top of that, then, the AI is awful. And some of the players, yeah, they might look good on the, uh, the screenshot or whatever, but I can't tell them apart when you're playing. It's like I said to you before, some of the Dark Elf players all look the same, including the star player they want you to play against. They all look the same. I couldn't tell the difference between the line one, the star player, and the assassin. Yeah, I mean... But that's if, if when want... the game loaded up. No, I was going to say, so, sorry to stop you jumping in, but it's like they made more of an effort to make cutscenes that were not needed. Like, I don't need to see a stupid pretend commercial for a gym or a dark elf cruise liner or i don't or i don't need to hear this the fucking underdog tale of a fucking goblin it's all that was not necessary i'll be honest i looked at the shop side of it as well for the cosmetics it looks it looks awful it's like everything is overpriced for what it is to me it's a very predatory microtransaction system which it feels like they've pushed this game out to try and fund the rest of the game. And I know that sounds stupid as anything, but it feels like they want us to start paying for stuff now so they can get the money to finish the game. That's exactly what it feels like. That's exactly what it feels like. There's so many bugs wrong with it. But like you pointed out, you can't do tournaments or anything now, which to me, a fundamental thing of this game is so people can be online and do tournaments online, play friendlies. The stability problems mean you could be chucked out of a, team, a game at any random moment. There's no, like you said, there's no ladders or anything like that. I got a screenshot here of what they call the Q1 roadmap. Basically what they call in the period from February to the 25th of May is a pre-season. So the game isn't going to change really until may so if people are having an hour about buying it unless you want to practice playing an ai which is stupid as fuck the ai is even worse than blood bowl 2 blood bowl 2 there was an ai that you know if you wanted to learn a team and i've done this when i've been picking up a new team that i've not looked at before play a couple of games against an ai that doesn't know what it's doing the ai in blood bowl 3 like you say makes stupid decisions it gets a big guy agility four or five Ah, five tackle zones, yep, I'm going to go... Never mind, I'll go around. I'll go straight through five tackle zones. It sets up exactly the same formation, no matter which team you're playing against. There is no tactics whatsoever. I get that an AI for a game as complex as Blood Bowl is going to be difficult to do, especially on probably the budget that Cyanide and Nikon have had for this. But like you say, this is just predatory. There are so many features missing that you've hit the nail on the head. They've put the microtransactions in early because they know... Once it gets review bombed because it's shit, it's not really a bomb if it's shit when it's true. 
once it hits four or five weeks out and 90-odd percent of the release, uh, reviews are negative, nobody's going to want to buy it. So they're relying on their current customer base buying transactions early and paying for stuff early so that they have the money to fix the rest of the shit. And I guarantee six months in, their tech team of, I'm sure somebody put earlier, supposedly on their LinkedIn, they have 100 employees. Can't guarantee 100 of them work in dev, but you know. I guarantee there'll be like 20 of them left. There'll be nobody there to, to keep this roadmap in two, three years' time. Four years, they reckon it'll be before we get all the teams in there. Four years. We'll come on to that in a minute. Right, well, like I was saying, I got the roadmap here. 25th of May, we, they said that's where we're going to see our first new faction, the first new Blood Bowl pass, uh, new customizations, and, new co- and a new competitive season. I don't know what they mean by new, because it would be the first that is going to be the start of a competitive season when everything else is classed as a pre-season. At this point, they're trying to introduce the official ladder system. So that's your online ranking system. And they're on about in-match readability optimization. And what they class as season two is going to be, uh, by the look of it, August time. So it looks like there's going to be two months, two months class as a season. So you'll get then the new faction, your new Blood Bowl pass, new customizations, all that shit. A replay mode is going to be put in and a spectator mode, which, okay, if you're charging people, you know, between 30 to 50 quid, official ladder replay mode should have been in already. Yep. And like you said, uh, there's no pause system or able to connect to a game after disconnection. That's coming in season two. You've got to wait until August to have basics put into the game and then season three you get your faction your blood bowl pass and all that shit season three is in november and that's when they're hoping to introduce the star player special rules so the game is not complete the game is far from being complete these skills on top of this don't work like you said multiple block doesn't work you can't chainsaw properly yeah they're looking to update the rules so obviously there's going to be an faq queue coming out which they want to go in line with and then possibly ready for Christmas, we get cross-play so we can play our friends on Xbox and PC and whatever else. The rest of the year is just going to get it from beta to basic game. I know it was two years late. They could have held off a little bit longer just to put the bog-standard basics into this game. It's ridiculous. They are more interested in microtransactions than anything else. Like, yeah, I get we didn't have the full team roster in Blood Bowl 2. But it felt like there was a more complete game out originally, waiting just for extra teams rather than here's an incomplete game with the teams already built. It was just we're not going to unlock them yet because we've got to put all the other basic stuff into a fucking game. Yeah, I just really don't know how they expected people to be fucking joyous about the fact that this is out. It's not complete. I, I tried to load up just their basic bog standard campaign matches and they just wouldn't load. They would just do the same stupid fucking adverts all the time, ready for the match, but never load up the match. And that's still going on. And like we've said, it's no ladder or anything. And we're not, ex- and they're expecting us to be fucking eagerly anticipating made a come round so we can get started. It's like by that time, we probably would have either given up the ghost or go back to BB2. This shouldn't have been released at this stage. No. But I have a feeling that this is one of those where guys in the dev team probably told upper management this isn't ready, but upper management probably pushed back and we've delayed it for two years already. It has to go out no matter what state it's in. To be honest, they haven't really addressed any of the fucking problems that people are pointing out. It's It seems to be like we'll just keep quiet until we have to. 
Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm really disappointed with it. I'm really disappointed with the way they're going about it. You know, we've all we've all been duped into this now, which is the worst part of it. I I don't know whether I'm going to be the only one, I guess, but I ain't paying anything out until we see what this bloody season is going to be like. Because like, there's not going to be any guarantee. The official ladder system is going to be coming in in May because might, they might turn around and say, oh, it was shit. It was shit, we're still working on it. Yeah, I, I saw one review that said at this stage you could compare the release to being as badly released as Cyberpunk. However, at least the Cyberpunk developers admitted where they've gone wrong straight mm-hmm. away. They admitted what needed to improve. They admitted where they felt they'd let players down and they said what they were going to do to improve it. That might have taken some time for them to do, but at least straight away they went, oh shit, we didn't think it was that bad on release. Yeah. Now we realise we're really sorry We've got this, 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 and this to fix. Give us a chance to fix it. And Cyberpunk, since then, I, I know a few people who've played it, and they've said it is now a complete playable game. It should have just had that care beforehand, that, that yeah. sort of quality control beforehand, where Cyanide, just they just seem to be sat there, heads in the sand, dealing with server issues rather than, you know, actually... It, it got to a point on the official Blood Bowl 3 Discord, I spent an hour the other night watching it, just watching the chat, there were people being kicked for telling them the truth about how bad it was. I can believe that, yeah. Giving an honest review and saying, this, this, and this doesn't work, you have scammed us, saying this was a 50 quid game. The people that didn't order it through Steam, uh, the people that ordered it through Steam, yeah, they could get a refund, but places like CD Keys, other places like that, they wouldn't have been able to get a refund. It's, I'm, I'm sorry, this is not a 50 quid game. I have played free-to-play mobile games that upon release were better than this. They didn't make any bones about the fact that it was going to be a bare-bones game. Blood Bowl 3, they tried to release it and pull the wool over people's eyes. Through the betas, they ignored dozens... There's streamers out there that don't get along with each other. They put a document together between them all to say where it was all going wrong. Bear in mind, these are guys that make their money off streaming Blood Bowl 2 and streaming cast uh, casting of cup games and so on. They put a massive multi-page document together to cyanide to list where everything was going wrong. They even suggested, let us as streamers play test it for you. We know the rules. They totally ignored that. I can I can totally believe cyanide would kick people for being honest with them. To be honest, I've tagged them in a post on Facebook and on Twitter saying how I think they should apologise to the fan base because they have provided a very subpar product and try to pass it off as a fucking, was it, high-quality, five-star, bloody 24-carat turd. It's not. It's fuck, it's something scraped, scraped on the bottom end of a diuretic hobo shoe. It's, it's fucking useless, right? But I'm being honest. I got no dog in the race by that. Like, you know, it's like, I'm not a streamer that's going to play, play on it. You've got people like Andy Davro who... Yeah, they know the problems, but they still got to put out content because this is the money coming in, this is their income. And they still got to work around it. On the other hand, we play tabletop, this Blood Bowl 3 would have been an extra, and I can easily say to Cyanide, fuck you, Cyanide. This is a shit game. Apologise, because you, you have really fucked over a load of people. Who wants to be remembered as the worst fucking flop in a fucking launch history? And that's yeah. all this is going to be remembered for, is the fucking, oh, we have released a £50 game, and it's not even £10 worth of it working correct. I feel, I do feel like if it had had the marketing of something like a cyberpunk or like Hogwarts Legacy or something along those lines where it had that kind of marketing and they were aiming at that, 
level of player fan base, I think it would go down as a bigger flop than Cyberpunk. It's only because the the fan base to play Blood Bowl three is so specifically small compared to games like that that it's not getting trashed like it would. That's the only thing that they have in their favour at the minute. Like you say, we we play Blood Bowl tabletop as a hobby. We paint as a hobby. We podcast as a hobby. We don't earn money off any of this. We just waffle away and put our recordings out there. And if people want to listen, you guys crack on. You know, the, this, this rant between the two of us is probably our biggest combined rant where we agree with each other on something. This is us wanting to keep the community alive. Blood Bowl is Blood Bowl. Whether you play that on Fumble, whether you play that on Tabletop, whether you play that on Blood Bowl 2, 1, 3, whether you've got cardboard cutouts and you've got a dice each, you know, Blood Bowl is Blood Bowl. Hobby is hobby. You will grow the game if you get a competent video game. Okay, there's going to be a team released every three months. Now, what they could have done with that is there could be a code on the back of the box where if you've bought the team in store, you get the game for free. Uh, you get the team for free in the game. That would be a good way of doing it, like they do with the codexes and the rule builders. Or mm. they could have gone, if they aren't going to go that far and give you the team for free, they could have at least worked with Games Workshop and go, GW, what are you releasing in May when we have our first quarterly update? Oh, Cyanide, we are releasing uh, new halflings. Cyanide go, oh, new halflings, brilliant. We'll drop them in at the same time so we can go, here, try the team on here before you go buy them. Games Workshop in yeah. the shop can go, Try them in, in store with our painted ones and then go buy them in a video game. It's dual marketing. They haven't even thought of things like that. Oh, do you know what I mean? That wouldn't have cost them a dime to do, but would have worked marketing both ways. It's been released. Nobody gives a shit. And it's just a lot of hurt feelings going around at the moment. And it's for a reason as well. It's not even like it's misplaced. It's just bullshit yeah. after bullshit with this company. So, yeah, don't expect us to get uh, any uh, partnership. And I think it's only so much we can labour that point that we're so disappointed. And if people disagree with us, they know how to contact us and get their point across. Let's have a discussion about it. But like I've said, it's only so much we can do. So I'm going to call it there. And we're going to say goodbye for now. And we will see them next month. Hello, Blood Bowl Grud here. Are you looking for a new pair of boots for your Blood Bowl game? Well, why not try new Orchidas Tier 3s? Every size from Snotling to Ogre, and the guarantee is Stamp, and the Elf is gone. Oh, we all hate war dancers, don't we? 